Hello, race fans, and welcome once again to another high-octane episode of Trackside, proudly presented by Document Technologies. Document Technologies provides a comprehensive range of managed solutions, including multifunction devices, managed print services, and document management software. They're also known for their fast service, boasting an average response time of two hours or less, and offer high-quality product multifunction devices alongside document management and cloud hosting software. Stay tuned, racing enthusiasts, because the action starts right now, right here on Trackside. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Terry Turner alongside Randy Dye. Randy, you doing okay? No. Okay, well, I, you know, we were having a little discussion off the off the air. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, before we dig into the show, because we have such a such a tall stack, uh, we are we are being pre-recorded on Thursday this week because we got the duels and all that. So we decided to get the show done uh, so we can jump over to the, to the racetrack and get it done. So there we go. Uh, by the way, Randy, we've got uh, Taylor Swift in the studio with us this evening, watching through a uh, glass window. And uh, uh, snap two, Randy, you got two races this weekend, buddy. Yeah, I tell you, we're uh, we hope we have two races this weekend. The weather, as you all know, is suspect. Friday night, it looks like we're we're okay. Um, sun, uh, Saturday is definitely suspect, and boy, I you know the the the, the Sunday for the Daytona 500 is going to be tough. But uh, uh, you know NASCAR is is as they've proven time and time and time again very adaptable, adjustable, uh, and they work real hard to get. Uh, to get the track and prepper, you know, prepared to be able to race uh, for the fans, for TV, and certainly the safety of the drivers. So, I'm uh, I'm hoping. Um, the one thing I will tell you, uh, we have to qualify to get into the Xfinity race. So if they go through the rule book and it's only by points from last year and all that stuff, we will miss the uh, the opening Xfinity race here at Daytona, which is tough to take. But hey, you know it is what it is. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Well, I mean, we just rewind to last year. I remember sitting outside of your suite last year uh, trying to get the truck race in, and uh, sometimes we were wet, sometimes we were dry, back and forth. But, I mean, that's February in Daytona Beach, Florida. Yeah, they've had some challenges here lately, and, uh, you know, uh, it's it's tough uh, for sure. You know, the weather for the Rolex was fantastic, and uh, the, uh, you know, we just need a little. It's hey, look, uh, weather men, you know, and weather women make a living on being fifty percent right. So I hope they're wrong this time. I hope the weather um, stays away long enough to get these races in, and uh, you know, because we certainly we certainly want to compete. That's for sure, no doubt about it. Well, and, you know, we've already had rain outs at Volusia Speedway Park and, you know, affecting whether it does affect us, there's no no doubt about it. And we've got so much, uh, so much happening in all the tracks, which we're going to cover here in just a minute. Uh, but, Randy, i got to ask you, a lot of people wonder, what is it like to actually, I'm not going to say the dad, because we've already discussed the dad, but to live with a NASCAR Xfinity and NASCAR Craftsman truck driver, what's that like? Well, you know, I think first thing I will tell you that that I'm still and first and foremost a dad. Um, so my first concerns are that of being a parent, and then uh, you kind of switch into uh, you know you're you're a dad again, but of an athlete. And there's certain things that athletes have to do that are you know they're not comfortable necessarily all the time, meaning. What they've got to eat, and when they have to, when they have to exercise, and what they, you know, there's just a lot of stuff. And and then, of course, there's, um, you know, some of the some of the social obligations. And uh, you know, we had one of those the other night. Um, Daniel did an autograph session at Giuseppe's, and uh, I I will tell you, I don't feel like that's an obligation. I feel like that's. Um, just something that you do and pretty pretty overwhelming the response uh 
how many people came and how many people ha- had the die cast and the photographs that they asked to take with him and the signatures that he uh, that he asked that that they asked him to sign and all the hero cards and even Daniel's dad got asked to autograph a few things so that was um, that was kind of a it's it's it, it's a lot of it is is surreal because you just uh, I, especially for me you know I grew up. Um, watching the sport and of course over the years as you well are aware become friends with a lot of those guys have raced with some of those guys uh, most of them are not most of them that are older you know now none of them are racing anymore um, but uh, you know it's very surreal it is it's hard to uh, uh, if you if you allow yourself to think about it uh figure it out. So I stopped trying. <laughs> I just, day-to-day life is, is, just is what it is. Uh, when you get close to the race weekends or the race days, then it's a, it's different for sure. No doubt. I mean, um, I get nervous, uh, get antsy and, and, and most of it has to do, and I think this is true of any parent. Most of it has to do with what you cannot control. And uh, you want the best for your kid, as you know, and um, um, and there's certain things you just can't control, like I've kind of said already. You know, we can't control the weather, and if the weather doesn't cooperate, then we won't get a chance to qualify, and if we don't get a chance to qualify, we don't get the race. Uh, and, and, and when the race does finally run, we won't be in it. So that's just stuff that you you wish you could control, and you get antsy trying to figure out how to make it happen, and you know, I guess if you if you've had figured out how to control the weather, you and I'd probably be doing something else, right? <laughs> well, it does raise a question. When we, you know, you you said it, they get paid to be right half the time. Why don't we get paid to be right half the time? We don't get that <laughs> opportunity. I yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. But uh, I'm I'm gonna hope hope beyond hope that they're uh, that they're not. Uh, that this just kind of gets it goes in a different direction. It doesn't mess up the whole weekend. Yeah, no doubt about it. A quick question Taylor has back here. She sent up. Uh, she's. You were talking about you did a bunch of autographs yourself. She's asking if the autographs you did were on checks. <laughs> yeah, we do that too, uh, for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, no, not 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 uh, not not last night. No, they weren't on checks. That's a good. That's a good thing. I was a little bit surprised, honestly. Uh, and I, I, I first said, first said, no, you don't want my autograph, you know, and and because I, I said, you know, I'm I'm Daniel's dad, I'm I'm not a, no, no, we saw you race, okay, well, that's nice, I appreciate that, so, <laughs> yeah, yes, I remember the excitement when you raced Daniel, that that's still right in the back of my mind, Randy, <laughs> no doubt, yeah, well, me that. too, except he won and I didn't. So I, it was it was oh, exciting. I didn't say that. I wasn't going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, it was exciting for the most of the race, but it wasn't. It, it, it was. Uh, it got a little less exciting when I was looking at the bumper of that car. No doubt about it. All right, let's move right along, ladies and gentlemen, and go to the local section of our program. One Daytona, located across from the world's center of racing, is proud to present our local segment where we talk with a local star in your part of the country following a big win, event preview, and much more. One Daytona in Daytona Beach is a vibrant destination offering an array of shopping, dining, and entertainment options, including unique events and live music suitable for families and individuals alike. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to play, uh, firstly, first my, my kicks report from this morning, and then I have a bunch to add to it. So here's some more local. Wow, what a week of racing we have had so far. With lots more to come, let's start out with Felicia Speedway Park. Congrats to Logan Seavey. After topping the first Federated Auto Parts Dirt Car Nationals 10,000 to win feature of the night on Tuesday, Seavey charged a victory again later in the evening when Monday's rain postponed main event was made up. A lap 14 slider on Brady Bacon lifted Seavey to win as he pulled away from the Macho Man on his way to a sweep of the night. The two trips to victory lane marked his 11th and 12th with the series. 
Series. A driver topping two USAC National Sprint Car wins in the same day hadn't been accomplished since Bud Keating in 2001 at Terre Haute, and that was the first pair. In the dirt car late models, Devin Moran, the mailman, leads the Big Gator title chase after an unpredictable feature race. The 25-lap feature started with Brandon Florida's Kyle Bronson and Oakwood, Illinois' Bobby Pierce leading the field to the green flag. At the start of the race, Moran wrestled lap after lap for a podium finish. By the end, he got more than that. After avoiding a massive late race accident on the front stretch, Moran inherited the lead and ran away with Tuesday night's dirt car late model victory during the Federated Auto Parts Dirt Car National. The Dirt Car Nationals at Volusia Speedway Park continue through this Saturday night. On Sunday night at New Smyrna Speedway, Gus Dean picked up his first career World Series of Asphalt stock car racing win and dedicated the victory to his grandfather. Congratulations to Gus Dean. Bubba Pollard continues to flex his muscles to start the 2024 season, picking up the win Tuesday night in the ASA Stars National Tour, Lightheart Memorial 200 at New Smyrna Speedway. Pollard took the lead on lap 138 of 200 from Ty Majeski and distanced himself from the field to pick up the win in the ASA Stars season opener, backing up his win at Speedfest in January. NASCAR Cup champion Chase Elliott finishes sixth in the number nine. And Speed Week rolls into the Daytona International Speedway tonight starting at 7 p.m. with the Blue-Green Vacations Duel Number 1 in the Cup Series, followed up by Duel 2 at 8.45. This will decide the starting lineup for the Daytona 500. Wait, don't go anywhere. Tomorrow night at 7.30 p.m., the Fresh from Florida 250 Truck Series at the Daytona International Speedway. And on Saturday at 1.30 p.m., the Daytona ARCA 200 Arca Menard Series race gets underway. And at 5 p.m., the United Rentals 300 Xfinity Series gets underway. All these races from Thursday through Saturday will be televised on Fox Sports 1. The big day comes on Sunday as the 66th running of the Daytona 500 will start at 2.30 p.m. Televised on Fox. Race fan, the tickets are sold down for the Daytona 500, but tickets are still available for the duels, the truck race, the ARCA race, and the Xfinity race. All this happening right here in our backyard. All right, Randy, got some cool stuff to add to that report uh, locally. Dale Jr. runs in the 2024 late model icebreaker at Florence Motor Speedway over in Tampa. Uh, He's driving the number three, which is pretty nice. Uh, his uh, his partner there, Travis Quapel in the eight, wins that race. Kyle Larson doesn't sit around getting prepared for the Daytona 500. He wins the high-limit sprint car season opener at East Bay Raceway uh, in Tampa. You know what? The icebreaker's not in Tampa. That's my my bad there. So, anyway, uh, both these guys, Dale Jr. still running and and, uh, and racing and did pretty good there. Uh, Travis Coppel winning and the three on the racetrack. Kyle Larson never ceases. This guy is everywhere. Pretty amazing for the local. we got a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on locally, Randy. Well, I mean, I think that's what's cool about this is that this this particular segment, local is local, every, you know, all across the country, and it'll be fun to do some of this stuff from uh, some of the other locals uh, as the season moves around. Um, you know, it'd almost be fun to do a little poll and uh, uh, have have uh, have somebody say, "Well, we want to do a local from here on this this show and all that sort of stuff." But there's a lot of local action, and I think one of the things that you know, Rusty, uh, when he was on our show, would always say, hey, no matter where you are, find a, find a racetrack and go support it. And that's really what this local segment's all about. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And it's just amazing. I mean, there's really there's stuff going on in New Hampshire. There's stuff going on all over the place just early in the season. Just uh, for the sake of time, can't cover it all. By the way, folks, we will be getting some interviews with some of these drivers. You know, it seems like, Randy, and I, you, you probably won't be able to relate to this, but it seems like there's a lot of pressure on the on these guys and hard to uh, hard to corner anybody right now with everything going on. Well, it is. And, you know, there's a certain, um, I, I guess, anxiety and enthusiasm at the same time with getting the season started. You know, it's not, not many sports. In fact, I don't know that I can name another one. Um, that starts off uh, ultimately with its Super Bowl event. Uh, this is, with, without a doubt, its premier event. And um, uh, to have this amount of pressure uh, at the very outset of the season is, is just for sports, it's unusual. Um, you know, uh, it, it's, it's just a whole different animal. Um, and it hasn't always been that way. There used to be the season would start 
out in California, and then Daytona was second on the list there for a while. Uh, but it's moved into the number one position, and uh, for, for the last several years, and and I certainly, uh, I, I am again not a driver anymore, but it's uh, it, it I have those same feelings, and you know it's a career changer to come to Daytona and win a race. Uh, it's it's uh, it's just different. It's special, and for me. You know, and for a lot of us around here, this is home. This is our home track. So winning at home is always pretty special. Uh, that's for sure. You know, Randy, I listening to an interview that A.J. Allmendinger did. Uh, both of us are Allmendinger fans. and He was talking about exactly what you were talking about, about the Daytona uh, 500 and walking out on the deck during driver introductions and the big crowd and all the stuff that happens beforehand and he talked about how nervous he was how different it was from any other race i mean it being the super bowl and uh, of racing and etc but he did say something interesting and i'd love for you to comment on he said once we get strapped into the car we're okay and you know it's it's another race all the all of the nervousness kind of goes away and and we're ready to race does that make sense I would say I appreciate his perspective. I would tell you once the green flag flies, we're okay. There's still a sense of uh, of getting strapped in and waiting to pull off of pit road and taking those first couple three pace laps and you know getting your tires ready and and uh, you know then going through your checklist, your mental and physical checklist about okay, where's my shift points and make sure I don't miss a shift and all that stuff, but once you are up to speed, once you get that green flag and you you're going, then then you're you're really you don't have the you don't have all the drama and all of the uh, the, the the peripheral uh, distractions of being at at Daytona. You're really now at work, and you're busy. Um, you know it, Daytona because of how close the racing is. You're pretty busy, so your your attention goes to what you're what you're there for. Um, I can tell you, I've said this before, and I know people think I'm crazy, and you know that's probably true. But I used to think that one of the one of the best places uh, and and one of the most peaceful places for me was inside the race car racing because it, you were so singly focused on what you were doing, that all those other things that go on in, in, a, in, in a day, they, you, have to, you have to shut it out. And for the, for the most part, it is shut out just physically because of what you're doing. So uh, I agree with AJ. You know, you get all knotted up, all excited, anxiety, nervous energy, call it what you want. And then whether it's for him when he gets in the race car and, and puts the, puts the seatbelts on and, all the all the stuff, the the safety gear, and he's he's cool with that. I never got quite totally relaxed at that point. It wasn't until the race began. Well, it makes a lot of sense, and it's going to be a spectacle. All these drivers are going to be under pressure. There's no doubt about it. Speaking of pressure, let's move to our truck section of the Trackside program. The tough trucks of NASCAR are next up on the agenda, presented by Aaron Delgado and Associates. With over 110 combined years of experience in criminal defense and personal injury, Aaron Delgado and Associates takes pride in vigorously representing clients in various challenging legal situations within the community. Now, let's go trucking. Randy, I love this piece of news. I mean, everybody is a fan. You have to be a fan of Matt Crafton in the 88 truck. Uh, Menards returns to that truck for the 21st season on the, in the F-150 in the number 88. Uh, that is the longest-running driver-sponsor relationship in the history of NASCAR. That says a lot right there for the sport, about Crafton, and about the company Menards. Well, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Menards. I'm a huge fan of, of John and Paul Menard and... Um, they're just they're just really really good people, and this is um, you know I think being a partner with the same team for 21 years um, that kind of tells you who who they are as people. 
Um, they're just just great people. They love the sport. They love racing. They do so much for it. Um, um, you know, I, I, uh, I, and they're good for it, man. Uh, they are good for for the sport of racing. No, no question about it. I, uh, I had the pleasure to meet them both and uh, have a lot of respect for them. Well, no doubt about it. And you got to respect for sticking with the sport. And of course, we all have a ton of respect uh, for Mr. Crafton. He's a he's an awesome individual, and he's not a kid anymore, Randy. No, he's not. But he uh, he's still scrappy. <laughs> yes, he is. yes, he is. He doesn't take much from those young warriors on, on on that track. I no doubt about it. Another another guy that we're a fan of, Mr. Ben Rhodes, uh, Ranch Fuel partners with uh, Ben on the ninety nine F one fifty for the big race tomorrow night. So another another good one and uh, another uh, vote of confidence for Ben Rhodes. Well, yeah, he's a good racer. Clearly, um, you know, uh, he. Uh, Put himself in a position to win a championship, and uh, with a little bit of uh, good fortune last year, he is our champion, and uh, that's that's a cool thing. Um, he's a good guy. He's a heck of a racer. I've seen him have not so good of qualifying runs, and uh, I mean, like really deep in the field, and never quit, and come back up and win races. So, uh, uh, good good guy, uh, deserving champion. And, uh, you know, but it's a new year, right? It's a new year. Exactly right. Exactly right. And we said it, and we don't want to move off of trucks uh, yet before we recognize, ladies and gentlemen, of course, rain permitting, and we're going to say it's going to permit. Daniel Dye will be in the truck uh, tomorrow night. And, uh, Randy, he's a local guy and a local star, as you witnessed there with, for the autograph party. Um, so got to root for Daniel Dye. Uh <laughs> A young warrior that's been around that track since he was a little bitty guy, jumping down on the bleacher, up and down on the bleachers, rooting for Dale Jr. Uh, again at Daytona in the truck. Well, we're we're excited to be here at Daytona. Uh, I think if you ever get to a point where you're not excited to be at Daytona, you better go to the doctor quickly and see what's wrong with you. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it's very very exciting to be able to race. At Daytona, carry the number 43. Uh, you know, as you know, we're with a new team this year, McAnally Hagelman Racing. Um, same thing, man. I have a lot of respect for these guys. Uh, Bill McAnally is a real racer. He is, he is, um, uh, and a real businessman, by the way. I mean, he's very competitive. Um, he, he, he wants to win. He prepares to win. There's a big difference between simply wanting to win. Um, and actually understanding what it takes to win. And Bill knows how important pre- preparation is to winning. Uh, so we're excited to be with him. Um, you know, we're excited to continue our relationship with Blake Bainbridge. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to say uh, how much better we are in what in position than we were a year ago. Um, I guess I just did, uh, but but you know it all depends on the finish, um, you know, and how we race and 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 one of the things I like, I'll tell you what what Bill's done. One of the cool things, and this is what I do in, in business. He's got a, um, oh I don't know, I guess we call it a banner. We'll call it a banner, and he has the all the races of last year on that banner, and where the where his drivers finished, and or the car number and where it finished. And, uh, um, the, uh, you know, and then where the finish is as we go through each race, where the finish ends up for, uh, this year. And so with this, with this idea of continuous improvement, um, so that's, uh, that's a neat focus. Uh, I like it a lot. Um, it's the way I run my business, you know, the opportunities there. Let's make sure we take full advantage of, of that opportunity. And uh, I, I, I think that just tells you a little bit about the way they think. Uh, I can also tell you at the shop how far prepared they are for, um, for the season. You know, we're obviously Daytona is here. Um, Atlanta is next week. And then we've got 
uh, you know, uh, Vegas, and and we're we're past prepared for Vegas. So that's pretty solid. Yeah, I would say so. No doubt about it. It's going to make you feel great to be with a company like that and have leadership like that, for sure. Definitely. Ladies and gentlemen, before we take a break, let's move to the Xfinity portion of the program. The NASCAR Xfinity Series presented by Daytona's Garage. Daytona's Garage offers more than just standard dealership customization. They provide a comprehensive range of services for personalizing and enhancing cars, Jeeps, and trucks of any make and model, focusing on both aesthetics and performance with affordability. Reliable service. Now, back to Terry and Randy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is interesting news, uh, Randy, that uh, you are very familiar, and most of us NASCAR fans are familiar with Larry McReynolds. And uh, in the Xfinity Series, he is going to be teaming up with Jordan Anderson uh, and the number 32 on Saturday. And, you know, we look back a year and remember the combination with Larry McReynolds and Jeffrey Earnhardt and how that turned out. I, I got I to say in my memory that that is the uh, best race that I've seen Jeffrey drive. So uh, McReynolds still got a little bit of talent as a crew chief, Randy. Oh, <laughs> He doesn't lose that. Um, he, he he won't lose that. That's for sure. Um, uh, I, I think uh, you know your combination of Larry McReynolds' talent, uh, the equipment that Jeffrey Earnhardt got to drive, and um, you know, and and I think Jeffrey Earnhardt has um, he's he's actually a pretty good racer, and he just hasn't always had the opportunity to be in the best equipment, and and you can't. I mean, there is no. No question that uh, it's uh, uh, it's tough, uh, you know, to do this in if you don't have the best equipment. It's just very, very difficult. And having the best equipment, having the best crew chief, all those things are a big part of what happens and make that makes you better. Well, and you know what? He is a good racer, and he hasn't had uh, the best of equipment. He, he sure is a nice individual. Going back again to last year, uh, he was next door uh, to your suite in the Budweiser suite and came over and talked to us. A, a really good guy, squared away, and to be an Earnhardt, still a humble individual. Well, I think, you know, one of those things, uh, Dale Earnhardt Sr. Um, was, um, people always told him, called him the intimidator, and Clearly, being on the racetrack, he absolutely was all of that. Um, but he was also a lot more uh, humble guy than people give him credit for. And Dale Jr., you know, has a lot of humility. Um, good at what he does, good at what he did on the racetrack, good at what he does uh, on the announcing side, uh, but a humble person. Um, Dale Jr. Uh, and, and I so that whole Earnhardt family, I mean, they've had a lot of success, but they... It, generally, when you've had that level of success, you realize that it's not all on what you've done, but it's a, it's a team effort, and um, that's real important. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Randy, we talk a lot about uh, sponsorship and all of this, all of the things tied to NASCAR, and uh, we've been talking a lot about just kicking off in 2024 of all the new sponsors that we've just you know, never seen in the sport, some of which we haven't heard of at all, but still big companies. Coming aboard, well, here's another one, Ammunition Wines and Whiskey, sponsoring Anthony Alfredo in nine races in 2024 Xfinity season. So, again, uh, another reputable and strong company tying their rope to NASCAR uh, with Anthony Alfredo. Nine races is a big investment. Oh, my gosh, it is a big investment for sure. Uh, the uh, – uh, I, I – I, I think it's kind of fun, actually. I like. Uh, uh, I think it's pretty cool that uh, that you see new companies come to the sport, and I have fun personally learning about them. I think it's it's just very interesting, very intriguing to you know about the company itself, and then hey, what what brings you to NASCAR? I, I generally generally feel like I understand what brings people to NASCAR, but it's also interesting to hear it from them. What brings you to NASCAR? Oh, no doubt about that. 
that that's something we should dig into because it'd be fun to talk to some of these new to the sport uh, companies to, to to find out what their intrigue is. Well, w- one lots of lots of exposure and great for their sponsorship. And you know, NASCAR fans are loyal fans. We've talked a lot about that, and they are loyal to sponsors in the sport. They use the products, etc. Uh, so, a matter of fact, just real quickly uh, looking at film of the load-in in Tulsa. As everybody knows, I'm in Tulsa, and uh, I live in Tulsa, lived in Tulsa. And, the, of course, the Chili Bowl's in Tulsa. Watching on tape the load-in of the uh, Dale Starbird car show, which is amongst the largest uh, really in the world, I uh, happened to see, you're not going to believe this one, buddy, but two cars uh, with the logo from Daytona's Garage on their car. So interesting. Well, a lot of these, a lot of these yeah. guys travel to these shows all over the place, and uh, it's a it's a big deal. There's literally thousands of cars uh, in the same huge building that the Chili Bowl's in. So it's, that that's got to make you feel pretty good, and that kind of hits our point there, Randy. Uh, well, it, it, that's right. I mean, a- absolutely, one hundred percent accurate. You know, it's um, uh, the the sport is. I, it's fun. You know what's really one of the things I, I get a kick out of when it comes to the sponsor stuff is I go back and look at some of the old um, die casters, uh, you know, of, of the Junior Johnson days and the the older Richard Petty days and Lee Petty. And, 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 and you look at the kind of sponsors and how that's evolved, too. You know, once upon a time, it was so much of just, just an automotive um, industry-driven sport. Because for some reason people thought what had to just be about cars, <laughs> it's clearly not. Uh, and, and so uh, I, th- I think, and I, and I can tell you as a firsthand, you know, you know as much as I do that we we have made it our mission to create awareness for mental health, particularly. Uh, the prevention of suicide, the knowledge that, that, that the little bit of knowledge that comes with what to look for with regard to this, and certainly where to get resources. And I am can tell you firsthand how well the NASCAR platform works in that space. And um, uh, you know, I know that we are uh, you know helping people through the process. I know. Uh, that uh, our website is is therapeutic for a lot of folks, and we've got the stories to, to back it up. What what I'm, you know, I do want to focus. I don't want to minimize how important it is to talk about mental health, but I want people to know how successful uh, the platform, the NASCAR platform, can be if utilized the right way. You better believe it. You better believe it. Well, speaking of that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we got lots of cup news. We'll be right back. Introducing the all-new tractor and outdoor power equipment section at DeLand Motorsports and Outdoors. Now you can gear up for your outdoor projects with premium brands like Bobcat, Massey Ferguson, Shindaiwa, Echo, and more. Need a powerful lawnmower for that perfectly manicured lawn? They've got it. How about a rugged tractor to tackle those big projects? DeLand Motorsports and Outdoors has you covered. And let's not forget the Lawn and Garden Center with everything from weed whackers to chainsaws. Commercial or residential, DeLand Motorsports and Outdoors has the goods to keep you moving. So why settle for ordinary when you can have extraordinary? Visit DeLand Motorsports and Outdoors today at their new location and explore the thrilling world of outdoor power equipment. DeLand Motorsports and Outdoors, where the thrill of the ride meets the power of the great outdoors. Your journey begins here. Hi folks, Bill Gallagher with SolarFit here. Have you ever thought about utilizing solar power for your home or business? Well, there's never been a better time to plug into the sun and stop renting electricity. How would you like to let your roof start paying you each month? Give us a call at 445-7606, that's 445-7606, or visit us at SolarFit.com and set yourself free. SolarFit your life and set yourself free with the sun's free energy. 
Universe presents conversation about the NASCAR Cup Series, the pinnacle. In auto racing, just like Cup, Universe is also the leader of the pack as the uniform and facility service experts. Let's go back to our hosts, Randy and Terry. All right, just a quick, uh, nice piece of news that you're going to love. Of course, we know that the Petty family is celebrating 75 years in uh, racing, and uh, there was uh, quite the big event at the Hard Rock last night, Randy, or, yeah, last night. And uh, they unveiled unveiled the King's Hat. Now, what that is is a 6-foot-tall, 1,000-pound fiberglass and concrete statue of the king's hat there's no doubt about that that's going to be traveling to uh, all of nascar and speedway motorsports owned uh, tracks as well as indianapolis motor speedway worldwide technology uh, raceway pocono raceway and uh, the nascar hall of fame and of course that legacy motor club and the petty museum so uh, uh, each one of these installations will be uh, uniquely personalized personalized to tribute the tribute the petty families. Oh, I can't. I can't hardly really t- uh, talk. Looking at the picture of this uh, six foot tall, one thousand pound fiberglass replica of the king's hat, Randy. Pretty cool. Well, I think uh, you know the, the, that's one of the most identifiable trademarks, personal trademarks in any sport is the king's cowboy hat. He, I was with him. Uh, Let's see. It was uh, Tuesday night, I guess. And, um, uh, you know, he came to the NASCAR uh, Foundation um, uh, poker tournament, and he was, uh, you know, between his hat and his cowboy, I mean his hat and his sunglasses, um, (laughs) you know, you you know it's the king. Um, (laughs) It's remarkable to see him again. Um, I mean, I, I, I see him a lot, but... To see him in that environment and um, the cross section of people that were at the the foundation event, uh, young and old, and how many? I mean, the, the the room just stops, and there's the king, and everybody wants to get their picture with the king, and everybody wants to say hi to the king, and and he does, he does, and he smiles and talks to absolutely everybody. For as long as they want to do it, and um, I think he's—I'd have to go back and look it up—but I think he's eighty. I'm going to say he's uh, eighty-five this year, but in July I believe he'll be eighty-five. Yeah, I'm pretty right. sure. Yep. 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 That's, so that's, uh, that's remarkable. It is remarkable, and a, and a remarkable individual. There's no doubt about it. Who is kind to my wife has never been the same since she got to sit and talk to. Uh, him for a few minutes at your dealership, and that's been years ago, so no doubt about that. Randy, an odd piece of news. Um, we've kind of discussed it back and forth, and a lot of up in the air. New York Racing Team has uh, entered in the Daytona 500, and everybody figured Greg Biffle was going to be the driver. That was we almost put this in the rumor section, but I've got too many of those to, to do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but I got, a, I got a post from Greg Biffle himself, and it, it says this because there's the hauler at the track, and it came to an attention. If you if you see it, it's there. It's got Greg Biffle's signature on the side of it, as if he was a driver. And Greg Biffle, and I'll just read this to you: has come to my attention that the images of a hauler and car with my name and signature on the side have been released. While I hope to be running in the 2024 Daytona 500 this year, this will not be happening due to unfulfilled contract obligations from 2022 for myself and the team. I've made a hard decision not to participate in any races until the prior contract obligations have been fulfilled. And he goes on to wish the team uh, good luck, et cetera. So apparently, uh, this is just apparently, Don't no proof, don't, un, don't know for sure, but somebody didn't get paid, maybe Greg Biffle and some of his team members from racing uh, last year. Well, it, it definitely um, sounds like that. Uh, of course, you know we we're we're not involved, uh, obviously, in uh, in what happens and what what has happened. So it'd be difficult to talk about and uh, and understand uh, 
what's going on there. Uh, I don't know, and uh, I don't. Uh, it, but it's when you have contracts mentioned as reasons not to not to race, you can just about figure it out. Uh, yeah, no doubt about that. Well, a lot of a lot of folks, including me, I I think Biffle's a great driver still, and it's fun to see some of the old guys be in the seat. Uh, but that ain't happening, as we say. Um, Randy, uh, Randy, this next one, I, I really considered putting the Twilight Zone theme to this. I just didn't think of it in time. Uh, in my elderly state, I do forget some things these days. But uh, let's play the or pretend we're playing the Twilight Zone theme and tell you this piece of news. Jimmy Johnson does not qualify for the Daytona 500 and must race his way in and the duels this evening. Whoa, <laughs> that was that was uh, that was pretty wild. Well, I, I think a couple things. Um, you know, people. Um, you know, I, I, I want to say this. Let's start with that. Legacy Motor Club has switched to Toyota in the off season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you look at, at the top, uh, so obviously Joey Logano set on the pole. Um, so, uh, I'm not sure that Toyota has their at least qualifying. This is where you got to be really careful here. Okay. So I'm going to tell you, not in Jimmy Johnson's case, because I don't believe this is what he would have wanted, but I'm not sure I totally trust the fact that Toyota isn't fast. Uh, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, yes. So, because you got to remember, Daytona is—it's cool to sit on the pole. I mean, I think it's wonderful. If you can, why not? Go ahead. But what's most important is that you can race good at Daytona. That the car's going to, uh, you know, be good in the draft. It's going to handle well. And I know that doesn't sound right when you're talking about a super speedway, but handling is a big part of the deal. And so I—I I, um, I'm not sure that the Toyotas have necessarily focused their effort on qualifying. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I think Jimmy Johnson knows, and he's confident enough, that he can race his way in. So would right. he have preferred to be in the field without having to, to go race, you know, and maybe just focus on learning in the race? Probably. But at the end of the day, um, I, uh, I, I think the Toyotas are going to be fast. And this is a little bit of a. You remember Muhammad Ali, and uh, I think it was. Uh, the, remember the rope dope. I'm claiming <laughs> rope dope, well. <laughs> No yeah. doubt about that. Okay. Yeah, well, I agree. You're not going to be able to count Jimmy Johnson out. I believe he'll race his way in, no doubt about it. And you know, I don't have the statistics in front of me as far as pole winners uh, and winning the Daytona 500. Just don't have those in front of me. But uh, Logano will be on the front row along with Michael McDowell. And uh, you know what? Uh, we've been doing this show a long time. Uh, you're a historian. We talk about this every year. I just don't believe there's any way in the whole wide world. And I see tons and tons of predictions come across my desk on the Daytona 500. I don't think anybody can predict it because nobody knows what's going to happen. And we do know that lots happen in the Daytona 500. Well, it's been a lot of years since since somebody won the poll and won the race. I mean, many, many, many years. Secondly, I think it's real important just to be clear. You know, I'm the guy that said, kept saying, well, man, I don't know about front row and why they're switching from RFK and going to Penske and, this, you know, the transition and that's tough and all that sort of thing. Well, guess what? You can go ahead and hit the buzzer, Mark. You know, uh, I was wrong because the car that's sitting on the outside of the front row is the front row motorsports, uh, and, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, Front Row Motorsports. And, oh, by the way, in, a, in an alliance with Roger Penske. Right on. And, and, and <laughs> David Reagan did qualify for the Daytona 500. And then there's that. And there's that. Yes, yes, sir. Okay, it's going to be fun to watch. That's why we love the Daytona 500, ladies and gentlemen. Also, another shocker. It's almost some more uh, Twilight Zone. This is really going to hit you. Randy, you're not going to believe it, but Alex Bowman and Tyler Reddick both were penalized after pre-race inspection. Uh, the uh, the cars are the number 45, Tyler Reddick, and the number 48, Alex Bowman. 
failed the inspection twice. Uh, Car Chiefs Michael Hobson for the 45 and Ty Sipes for the 48 have been ejected for the Daytona dual races tonight. <laughs> Most multiple inspection failures. Both cars will lose pit selection for the duels. Shocker. Well, I think yeah. I mean, obviously, still messing around with it. I'm a. I. It's interesting that they've decided to um, treat the duels as opposed as a single event, as opposed to the you know how it affects Daytona. Um, I, I I'm I'm a little bit surprised if that's because typically if you get ejected from a qualifying situation, you're ejected for the race, and this is a qualifying race for the Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. So I I I mean I'm not advocating that you know me I've already said I think that penalty is a bit much, um, but but. That being said, it seems a little inconsistent to me. My my application would be: look, all you're doing here is you're, he he got you got you caught him, you know, not in non-compliance. How you like that? Non-compliant for qualifying, which means you're ejected for the race, not for the qualifying, because all you're all you're doing tonight is qualifying. So right. You know, I I'm uh, I'm not sure that I think that's the proper application of the penalty, but I, they didn't ask me. I didn't. I, I if they did, I missed the call. I didn't get the email. Yep. Well, you were probably busy getting ready for this yeah. weekend, but yeah, uh, we will say that both of us are baseball players. Sometimes the rulings are almost like watching a knuckleball come across the plate. Randy. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. It's tough to hit, buddy. You, that's for sure. That's right. <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah. All right. We want to uh, a special thanks to Space Coast Credit Union for bringing us the rumors and silly season because we have some. We have both before we run out of time. Okay, you ready for this one? Uh, the rumors are Days of Thunder Two is a possibility. An article is written in the uh, in the Sports Business Journal by Adam Stern. Now, Adam Stern, he's pretty tied in. He's uh, pretty pretty squared away, and he's suggesting that it happens. And he's also saying Tom Cruise is in talks about it. Steve McDonald was asked about it. He sort of and you know yeah didn't, kind of avoided the question, etc. Uh, kind of like a politician, but also says yeah he'd like to see it. Frankly, we'd all like to see it. It'd be good for the sport, Randy. Yeah, you know, I I remember uh, being at the race, watching the the actual footage. They had cars on the racetrack with cameras all over it during the race, starting you know being way in the back, and it was interesting. Um, it was a, it was definitely a spectacle. Um, I think uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm one of those guys that's. Uh, I kind of am a real authentic uh, person when it comes to sports. I, you know, you see actors a lot of times try to try to swing a golf club or or swing a tennis racket or swing a baseball bat or throw a ball, and if, if they don't throw it, if they don't do it fundamentally sound, I get like, man, that's just not good, you know. Uh, so, I, Days of Thunder, I loved. I don't know for sure that it's uh, – it would be interesting to see what, what round two looks like. What's the theme going to be? Um, and, uh, and, and what's the, what's the footage inside the car is going to look like? Correct. Well, you said yeah. something that's very interesting and catchy, and that is, especially to us, both of us are in the marketing business as well, it will be interesting to see – so people will go see it. <laughs> about I think it. so. And, I think uh, they will. It, it'll help yeah. the sport for sure. I, I, th- I think they will. Yep. Gotcha. All right, before we blow through our time, a couple of more on this Ooh. one. Again, by Space Coast Credit Union in the silly section, Martin Truex says he still has no decision yet on 2025. I think we've been asking him questions since 2022 on that. Martin uh, Truex is 43 years old, and uh, – 
He's mauled around retirement for a while, and um, he's got a contract extension with Joe Gibbs Racing uh, through August, I believe, of next year. So we'll see. Uh, we love Truax, and be good to see him around. And uh, let's see. This is a silly season that makes me mad. NASCAR continuing discussions with Honda. It should say NASCAR continuing discussions with Dodge, in my opinion. But they are really, it, again, silly season. We don't know all the details, but um, Dodge left the sport in 2012. They are heavily pursuing pursuing Honda. Uh, Randy, a quick comment before we, before we run out of time on that one. I think it makes sense for Honda. Um, I don't know. The, the NASCAR fans, I mean, Toyota blazed the trail for the imports to be in the in in our sport. Um, so I think we're probably less sensitized to that than we once were. If you look at what Honda's trying to do with their, a lot of their brands and the way a lot of their cars look, they have kind of, they've really made them a lot more uh, American looking, in my mm-hmm. opinion. If that if that makes sense, I mean. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. racier and, and you know, just kind of sporty. So I, I'm not surprised. And Honda, by the way, has a racing heritage. So just not in yes. just not in full body stock cars. No doubt about that. Before we blow through our time, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget we uh, get through speed weeks and then bike week starts. And we want to thank our sponsor from Deland Motorsports. Uh, for sponsoring the motorcycle end of this program and, of course, the Daytona 200 and lots more stuff happening on two wheels at the Daytona International Speedway rolling into Bike Week the 1st of March. So, uh, again, we'll be covering a lot more motorcycle stuff as we go, and big thanks to all the folks over at Land Motorsports. And, ladies and gentlemen, we have blown through it. Let's keep the rain away, and we'll see you at the racetrack. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you next week. See you at the racetrack, everybody. And with the checkered flag waving, we're wrapping up this week's edition of Trackside. Fear not, race fans, because we'll be back next week. Proudly presented by Document Technologies. Tune in for a fresh new episode packed with engaging interviews, captivating conversations, and all the exhilarating moments you've come to expect. Until then, keep the racing spirit alive, and we'll see you next time. On Trackside.